Another edition of Magoo's Lab. Today we have Melissa Corona. She's in the house. Unfortunately, your name is tied with something going on right now that's a little <laughs> awkward. So, <laughs> I am immune. Yeah, you have immunity. So how you been? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, not too bad. You know, living and living. Living Same in quarantine. Time. Living in quarantine. That's okay for me. You know, podcasting. You're, you know. I've been practicing for this for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we have some history together with uh, Midnight Players. We were there at the, around the same time, I think. That's right. Um, you obviously are a singer. I'm not. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's questionable. <laughs> yeah. So how did you get started um, singing, I guess? In- oh, man. I started when I was a little kid, like as far back as I can remember... I remember my grandma's, both of my grandma's, my mom's mom and my dad's mom, um, having like a little tape recorder and they would have me sing and they would record it and then they'd play it back. I don't know if they were like in cahoots working it out together. Like one grandma knew the other grandma was doing it. I'm not really sure how that happened, but, but I would, I would listen to it and then I would say like, oh, I could do better than that. And that's just how I kind of learned songs and would sing and, um, Back then in the in the early 80s was like the time of the beauty pageant. So um, nobody, you know, we didn't really care about the beauty pageants, but there was always a talent competition. So in order for me to participate in the talent competition, I would go to all these beauty pageants and we would travel around and do all those kind of cool things. And I was Miss California in 1989. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All it's right. my, my one little tiny claim to fame that we're I gonna, We're going to that to the podcast board of, you know, celebrities <laughs> that have been here. <laughs> I mean, I may have a storage full of trophies somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> um, but so I did that kind of thing, and it was cool, and I really liked it. And then um, I got into high school, and it wasn't so cool anymore. Right. I just kind of, yeah. you know, wanted to just do what all the other kids were doing, like drink on the weekends. <laughs> <Right>. Sneaking. <laughs> Sneaking some shots. And so I stopped. And then I ended up um, getting married and having kids. And I just, like, music just didn't really exist anymore. And then all of a sudden, to me all of a sudden, which it probably wasn't really all of a sudden, I uh, was going through a divorce. And I was finding out at the same time that my daughter at the time, who was two, Alina Bella, um, she was just, her development was super delayed. Like, at two years old, she was, like, barely learning to crawl. And back then, it wasn't, you know, common knowledge. You didn't hop up on the Internet and try to find out why, what are the symptoms of this or what's going on or what are the statistics yeah. on this. You just had to hope that you had a doctor that knew something about it. And it it turns out now, you know, now that it's been 17 years later, she's 19 years old now, um, she has autism and um, her IQ is very low. So back then they called it. Uh, mental retardation now they call it more developmental disabilities or nicer words to me it's all the same thing i have a child with this you know disability Mm -hmm. so i was um just feeling like i was totally falling apart like everything in the world that could possibly collapse was at that point in time collapsing and my uncle worked for waste management and one of his buddies at work um was the conga player in this band 
And my uncle one day was talking about this band and how they really like desperately needed a female vocalist because their female vocalist was leaving to go to another band. And he's like, I don't know what to do. You know, I called my niece to see if she wanted to do it. And she was busy. You know, she's got other things going on. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, hello, I am your niece and I can also sing. He's like, yeah, but you look got the kids and, you know, you got <laughs> that all disqualifies this stuff. you. <laughs> I know. I was like, geez. Uh, he's like, he's like, I mean, is it something you might want to do? And I, at the time I was super scared. Like, I don't know, you know, that's just over my head. But talking to my girlfriends, they're like, you got to do it. You got to do it. You need this right now. You need something that you can look forward to. So I went to an audition and, um, that little, uh, the shed that Mikey has in his backyard. I was there. You were there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was there you were, i had yeah. no clue i didn't know who the midnight players were yeah i didn't know um i had never been in a live band i hadn't sang in years let alone with people who were actually out gigging in front of people um and i went to the audition had no clue what to do i mean like i sang a song and then like a month went by and I never even heard from them. And I'm chit-chatting with one of my girlfriends and I'm telling her, hey, I auditioned for this band. And I don't think they liked me because I, <laughs> I never heard back. And she's like, well, what's the name of the band? I said, I think it's the Midnight Players. She's like, that's my uncle's band. My uncle's Rudy B. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, let me call him. So she calls him. She's like, hey, what's up? This girl came in, auditioned for you. And he's like, no, we really, really liked her. We just haven't moved forward with anybody yet. And then within a couple of days, I got a phone call from Adrian and um, I went in and at the time, Brandy was still singing with the band and she was willing to stick around to kind of help me out and show me what to do. And that was in probably like 2005, I think. I think so. Yeah. It, it was it, somewhere it, in there. It, it was probably not any earlier than that, but it was definitely not any later than like 2006. And I'm like... This 25-year-old, newly single, hey. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fun. We had so much fun. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah, we used to have a lot of fun. I I mean, especially (laughs) at the time, like, going through what I was going through, it was like, for just a minute to not be sad, to not worry, Mm -hmm. to just forget about everything and be scared to death because now I'm focused on, you know, learning how to do all these things, but it was so nice to have that at that time. And, um, it was, a, I mean, it was such a blast yeah. and we did that. We rolled that same thing for over 10 years. Yes. <laughs> I, I think I, I left probably a little bit after you started. I think I left yeah. around the same time when Brandy did. Cause that's when we, yeah. the opening for the other, you know, they needed a sound guy too. Right. So I, I had moved on also, you know, and went over there and did that. And yeah. Was, and then we were, we would see each other in passing it. Yeah. Other, or you know, when you'd help us out or, sometimes. Oh yeah. Or, or when I would help out. Remember we used to do the sack Kings, the stuff for the Kings at the. Yeah. I, that was some fun. That was some fun stuff. That was, so was long, fun. long days, but it was And it back was fun. then it was like, wait a minute, we get paid and you're going to feed us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get to watch the game. And, and then afterwards, you remember we used to we used to still party afterwards after the games. Oh man, we we were just talking about that not long ago. Back then, the show was just something we had to get out of the way mm-hmm. because the minute that show was over with, we were loading up the gear, we were dropping it off. Uh, back then, 
we used to keep it in my garage. So we'd go back to the house, we'd drop off the gear. Where are we going? It was <laughs> yeah, usually right. a drive through. What are we doing? It was usually a drive through <laughs> at Carolina's and then to your house yeah. or your dad's house or yep. whoever would honestly have us at three o'clock <laughs> right. in the morning is where we ended up. <laughs> man. There was, I remember some, oh, man, my some nights where we just, we get done. Well, we didn't stop. <laughs> no, I remember one night in particular that isn't wasn't a funny story at the time, but my sister thinks this is like one of the funniest stories. I ha- I was really really sick, like really really sick. But we had and we had a show at Harlow's, and I love playing at Harlow's. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that was one of my very first performances with them. Um, and we had come back to your house, and I was so sick, so sick that I remember. <laughs> I remember you giving me like a bottle of like NyQuil and I remember thinking, do you think it's okay if I still drink this with my beer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man. So I ended up in the emergency room that night, not uh, because of drinking alcohol. No, it was hey. nothing like that. It wasn't. Hey, it we're going to delete that line. It was nothing like, but I was, I had pneumonia. I like wow. legit had, had pneumonia. That's how sick I was. But. You know, when you're 25 and you're having a good old time, it's just a cough and you don't oh, yeah, it's you, that big you, of a deal. Hey, you're going to bounce you're right invincible. back. <laughs> you're invincible. You get some orange juice and, you know, a couple yeah. Tylenols. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I keep Vicks by my bed. It's good. It's all good. <laughs> hey, that's that, Hey, that's all you need. Tylenol, orange juice, and some Vicks. And you're straight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that, the, uh, the, the Harlow's gigs are always fun, too. You oh, know, cause my gosh. There is... Everybody there, you know, from so many years of going there over and over, because we were playing there even like when we had first got, I remember when we first got in there and we auditioned on a Wednesday. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the band did. I didn't do, I didn't do shit. Um, well. <laughs> I sat in the sound booth with, you know, with John, but that was it. And I, man, it was, it was packed, jam packed on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. It was wall to wall. You guys, you know, you, you've been in there many times. Oh, you yeah. see how wide yep. that built and it was packed bar. They only had one bartender because anything any actually I think it was Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know because when we did and it was just it was jam packed. But I mean, the band was different back then too. It was you know that was when it was uh, Brandy and Dave. Brandy and Dave. Yep. Yeah. So I mean there was just yeah. It was crazy. We've had some fun times. Oh, especially I there. think one of my very first shows, the the within the first two to three weeks of me actually joining the band and having to go out and perform. Um, I think my very, very first show was at Harlow's. And I don't know why, but I always remember December 6th. I think that was the date, which is weird that I even remember that. But um, And Brandy did that one with me. And I remember being so scared because she was so brave and everybody knew her. And she would like, she would like put her arms out and sing to everybody and talk to everybody. And I would just stand there like... <gasps> What are the words? I had just, I only had to sing like two songs and I was just like, <gasps> like I just, so terrifying. And then it was like the weekend after that, I was on my own and it was with Eric. Do you remember Eric? I do. I do. And we opened up at the old Radisson mm-hmm. for Rose Royce. Uh, I think SOS was there. There was like four bands, like Zap. And I remember. Going to the sound check and just sitting there in the sound check watching this event and just being like, this is so crazy. Like, I get to be here with these people and watch these people that I love. Like, I love that lady and I just want to, like, sit here and listen to her. And I remember the guys being like, 
we can go home now. Soundcheck's over. Let's go. Like, you know, how Let's I would get out of here. <laughs> now how I would be like, yeah. it's how much longer is this going to take? Like, I got to go, you know, grab some lunch. But just sitting there, like, watching everybody, like, oh, I can't believe this. Like, I get to be here right now, and I get to watch this going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think I was there, yeah. actually. I think I I'm sure you will. Too. Eddie was in the band back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That was a good show. Yep. I think it I was got, really cool. Yeah. I, I think I actually, I got to meet, um, what's her name? Mary from SOS. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I met her. Might've even been like Midnight Star. I don't know. There was a couple of them. Yeah. So I get there, was, them, there was a few bands. I get them confused, but I just remember thinking like, I would have my son. He was like six years old at the time. I would have my son go pose with the bands and take pictures. And he like, mom, why am I taking pictures with them? I'm like, trust me. It's super cool. You're going to love these pictures one day. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's like the, uh, that was your beginning in like that was <laughs> that was, that I'm was not stuff even that, kidding. That was, that was probably my second show I ever did. Wow. And I remember the very beginning and I remember the very end and everything else in between is just I don't know what happened, but I just know we did a lot of stuff. <laughs> Man. That's that that's that gig life. Yeah. I mean you I know. damn near had a baby on stage. <laughs> yeah. That, hey, that that shows dedication. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yep. that, that's some extreme. Hey, dedication. or a boss who won't give you any time off. I'm not sure. Oh, or that too. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're you're working through your through your ninth month. You don't maternity get, leave does not yeah, exist. We, what is that? We don't have that here. Yeah. So, uh, so after that, you also moved on to your own new projects. So I did. You're doing your yeah. Talk to me about that. I did. I kind of. Um, I, one of the things I used to always kind of think about because, um, and you know, and most artists out there know, there's like this unspoken battle between musicians. And it's like team original. And if you don't do originals, then you're just not cool and you're not really an artist because all you're doing is just copying someone else's music. And then there's this whole other camp of people who are like, but we're cover band artists and we're not trying to change the world with music we're just trying to have some fun and play some good music and honor these people who wrote these really great songs and i kind of am neither one of them i i get both sides of it um because there's been times when i've been told sing it just like the record do it just like the record and i used to think that's so boring that's like painting by numbers and i don't i i would fight so hard against that you know when i was younger and and coming up and, you know, like learning about live music. But at the same time, I've never been, um, I've never just put it all out there to write songs or to, to really do all those types of things. And I admire the people who do, but I fall more, I realize now that I fall more into the category of, of these are really great songs and somebody, they mean something to somebody. And for me, when you're get when you get to be up on stage and you get to look out in the crowd and see the people that are there and really start to think about like why they came it's not just because we have a show tonight you know such and such band is playing on such and such night and all these people come out they come for like big reasons they come to celebrate like weddings or they've got family from out of town and they want to show them something cool in their town or they're going through something really bad like you know, divorces and people have passed away in their family and they all come for all these different reasons. And we get this opportunity to like literally make their life better for three hours. And it's mm-hmm. so cool to be up there and watch people do that. And, and 
seeing it from that perspective and kind of like growing up and not being a 25 year old kid who was just wanting to know where the you know the party was after the show it made me realize it is really important to to play these songs the way that they were written because I didn't write it they did and the person who did wrote this really great song and it makes people happy and we kind of owe it to them since it's not ours to just do a good job at it and right. you know so um that's when I kind of started trying to figure out like I want to try different things. I want to do this. I want to do this kind of music. I want to do that kind of music. So I would put together like a little project here and a little project there and maybe just like randomly do a show of, um, you know, just whatever song I liked and people would sit down and have like these dinner shows and stuff like that. And um, it kind of just slowly started to morph into me starting a new project. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't have the slightest clue what I'm doing. I just, <laughs> you know, every day I get another idea of I want to try this. I want to try that. And I've been fortunate enough to meet people along the way who are willing to just be like, here we go. Another one of her ideas. Let's just go along for the ride and see what happens. <laughs> but it's fun and I enjoy it and it seems to make people happy and you know, makes it, me happy. Yeah. And, and as long as you're having fun doing what you're doing, yeah. you know, then yeah. that's that's all that should matter. You know, it's, it is. It, it's a good time. Life's hard. Yeah. So it's really bit. it's really nice to have something to look forward to and, yeah. and you know cheer you up and because of that I've built a lot of relationships with you musicians and people who come out to the shows have become friends and become like family because yeah. yeah. we've just all been through stuff together and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Yeah. I enjoy it. So it's therapeutic to some. It, it really <laughs> is. It's stressful as hell but So you guys you guys have also been well cuz your your new band's uh, Sugar High Band. Yep. Sugar High Band. And I've seen you guys on TV. Um, what? what? No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I can tell you right now, I've never been part of nothing like that. You know, the closest I've gotten to radio, and it was college radio. Wasn't even, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so just, how did you guys even get that? Like, how, how, did, how did you get started doing something like that? Honestly, I have been so fortunate because people, um, I don't know, they kind of like look out for us. I've gotten phone calls to say, hey, we have a segment open on Good Day Sacramento, um, and we know that you've got this event coming up. You guys want to come and do it? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You know, and then it's like call your band members and be like, okay, so who can be at the news station by 5.45 in the morning to load in gear and be really quiet because they have to do the rest of the news. Um, And then just recently the same thing. You know, we got a, a phone call from, you know, a really awesome lady who does music and Sacramento and she's like hey I know you guys got a gig coming up and do you want a spot on uh, ABC 10 on their um, my California life show and I'm like uh, absolutely so we've we've been really we've been fortunate to um, work with some cool people who just you know I think if musicians kind of just look out for each other and help each other out then we're gonna right. be all, we're all gonna be all right <laughs> so I like to, I like to ask everybody like a one of their funniest stories that they remember from probably one of their most favorite venues. I'm assuming yours would be Harlow's. Harlow's is probably my favorite. <laughs> now, venue. do you have do you have a story that stands out as probably one of your most hilarious moments? <laughs> um, I have probably quite a few. <laughs> um, one that I love is um, Dave. So Dave, the bartender has been the bartender at Harlow's as long as I've ever been to Harlow's. Mm. Um, he could be 110 for all we know, <laughs> because I don't think in my life I've ever been to Harlow's, and Dave hasn't also been there. Right. Um, and I have a drink 
that is my favorite drink. And Dave makes that drink better than anyone in this planet. And I've ordered it quite a few times. So I've tested this theory. And that drink is called the Redheaded Slut. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, you play at the same venue for mm-hmm. 10 years. And yeah. let me tell you, there were years where we played every single month. We used to be the second Saturday band at Harlow's. Mm-hmm. Like, almost to the point where it was like, I didn't even need the confirmation. Back then, it was Danny who would, you know, book everything. Mm-hmm. I just kind of tentatively knew second Saturday we were going to be at Harlow's. So I would walk into Harlow's, and I'd, hi, Dave. And he'd wave at me. And when I passed back by a few minutes later, my drink would just be sitting right there for me. He'd always make me a nice double. I like it as a, I like it as a shooter, not as a drink with ice. He knows, right? And it's sitting right there, and I walk up to him, and he's like, here you go. And I'm like, uh, I can't drink that drink today. He's like, oh, God, please don't fucking tell me you're pregnant. (laughs) And listen, I'm 34 years old, and I'm not at all wanting, not not wanting, that sounds really bad, not planning to have a baby, but I'm freaking pregnant, and nobody knows nobody knows. And I look at him and I'm like, if you tell anybody, I will kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And he just called it. He's like, if this chick's not drinking her drink, there's a reason for it. (laughs) Right. So that's one, that's one of my favorite stories from there. Um, There was a time in the very beginning when, um, and I don't know if anybody outside of my family knows this, um, but I had been in the band for, not even a year, six months, eight months, maybe we had a show at Harlow's and I was going to quit. I didn't want to do it. I didn't think I was good enough to do it. I I was so scared. And I just felt like no matter what I tried, I just, I wasn't good enough. And I couldn't, I just couldn't win the crowd over and I couldn't even win my band over. I just felt like no matter what I tried, it was just like, you got to do this. You got to do it. And they would tell me, you got to do this and you got to do that. And I'd just be like, I can't do it. You know, like I would literally cry over it. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. So I told my sister, I'm drinking my ass off tonight and I'm going to get up there on that stage <laughs> and I'm going to act a fool and all the things that I've always been too scared to do. I'm going to do it because this is my last chance. I might not ever get to be in a band and then I'm going to tell them I quit. <laughs> so I drink my drinks and I get up there on stage and I take my shoes off like I always used to do because I couldn't stand in high heels for very long and I went off I jumped around I remember at one point I had climbed they remember back in they used to have the big speakers up in the front yep, yep. I had like climbed up up in the speaker and I was holding the mic out to the crowd like I was freaking some type of celebrity and when the show was over with Mikey comes up to me and he's like that's it that's what I've been waiting for I knew you had it in you. And I just looked at him and I'm like, so you mean to tell me all I had to do was drink before the show and that's what you wanted me to do? Hey, a, a few redheads and you're good to go. That's all you needed was a few redheads. That's all I needed. And it, it just like, it was, it was kind of cool because for me, it made me realize all you have to do is just be yourself. You don't, the hardest thing about standing up in front of a room of whether it's 50 people or 5,000 people, you look out in that crowd, and if you focus too much on people's faces, because I'm always looking for a reaction, Mm. and I'm always worried, maybe they don't like it, 
Maybe they're not having fun. Maybe I'm making mistakes. And you just have to get to a point where you have to say, I don't care. I'm going to do the best job that I can do. And even more importantly than that, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to yeah. dance around. I'm going to act a fool. I'm going to say things that you may think is a dumb joke, but I think it's the funniest shit ever. And I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to have fun. And I just like had to get to a point where you, you have to do it for yourself also. And that's what I did. And apparently it worked. <laughs> Because hey. we had a lot of fun after that. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's you just had to get past that little. You do. You just had to get past that finish line, and you. You do. Yeah, you're there. You're you're in. You're ready to. Yep. You're ready to get down. Because you can pretend to have all the confidence in the world, yeah. but you have to just you have to just trust that you're you have right. to trust that you're good enough to do it, yeah. and then have fun with it. I can honestly say. You probably shouldn't use that method when you're doing sound, but you know, <laughs> as a singer, I mean, you might have a little bit more, you know, a little. Although uh, there are sound men who have used that method in the past, I can you know, I that. I do I do know a few. And I, 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 I think have I been there. <laughs> so yeah, th- this is a. I'm I'm really glad that you came you came on the show. Thank this is, you. This is something that I you know I I've been wanting to bring in as many people that I can get that I know and I, I've worked with and that you know. Yeah. Are, are genuinely uplifting people and not, you know. And it's a really good show. Yeah. I, I thank you so I mean, much. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. I, I'm glad because, you know what? I got a little emotional listening to Jimmy's <laughs> stories. I was like, oh, I didn't yeah. think I could love him any more than I already do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've, I've gotten really lucky with, you know, being able to team up with some of these people to do some of the shows and, you know, yeah. get, them, get people up here, you know. And I've been trying to get people that are in different... I guess like different circles and different from everywhere, yeah. you know, cause I'm, I can't just center the, you know, the, the podcast on just one, right. one type of thing. You know, right. I'm trying to get as many as I can because I'm trying to, you know, expand it and, you know, get more people. Yeah. Maybe even like get maybe like another level of local, local celebrity. I mean, that's going to be like probably the big, <laughs> the biggest thing is, you know, is getting, I, I think you have a lot like coming. That. I think you have a lot that's coming because I it's really, really so. interesting. Yeah. We're, I'm going to, I'm going to try to season them out, like, you know, first season and try some other things on, yeah. you know, um, like in a second season and stuff like that. You know, I'm going to try some, try some co-hosts, you know, yeah. getting like, cause I mean, I have, I have enough to do like, you know, like there's four microphones here so we can, you know, we can get some shows. We're definitely going to try this other show that we were talking about earlier, you yes. know, this, the, uh, you know, count me in. I don't know how to make Maybe. your drink though. Maybe we could get Dave to come. I've already talked to him and yeah, he's, he's an angry little angry little man so i'm gonna yeah i talked about that i was like man you know how many stories we can oh, genuinely tell me he goes, he goes I, I don't remember i don't i don't i don't i don't, I don't, I don't like that many people so i don't really care <laughs> so thanks dave you're the best well, i don't care if he doesn't like me because i love him and i and i will sit right next to him and drink his drinks all oh he, he just says it he just he, says it and you he know has. what the funny thing is he knows all the secrets and yeah. he, i guarantee he remembers everything oh he does <laughs> oh, i know he does <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, oh my goodness but we're definitely going to try this other um we're going to have you back on hopefully uh, we can do this fairly soon That'll be and awesome. uh we, we can try we could test this method of the uh how many redheads can we handle i'll drink them with you even though okay. i'm not a, i'm not a uh what, actually what is the drink so people okay. so people know what it is <laughs> most of the time when i tell people they're like ew and if you were to tell me and i hadn't tasted it i would also say ew it's equal parts of Jägermeister, which is where the ooh usually comes from. It's peach schnapps and triple sec. 
And it's just basically equal parts of that. Most people do it in like a regular shooter. I prefer uh-huh. the double shooter because I really like the flavor of it. Because you like two redheads. Because I like two redheaded sluts because two heads are better than one. Right. right. Twice the brain. <laughs> and twice as slutty. Yes. You know, I, I have never had one of those, but I don't have a problem with Jaeger. So, See, and I don't like it. Yeah, I, I don't I, I mind I do not it. like it. That's I think one of the, yeah. I hate black licorice. I think it's nasty. It's, you know what? So do I. I, I can't chew it. Mm-mm. You know that, but I mean, just drinking it, yeah, I can get over it. You know, it just gives that little bit of a, you know, that licorice taste, yep. and then you're just over it. But you know? in this drink, it's so good, and it's, you know, it's, it's an easy when you're on stage and you just have to take a quick drink. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, I mean, not that I haven't stood up there and sipped on right? a beer for an hour, but you yeah, know, but for the most part, you know, beer's gonna take you longer. You know, the yeah. you know the, the redheads they'll, they'll kick in yeah. pretty, you know, pretty quick. We had a guy one time on the show. We had this, he's, him and his, well, they're married now, but at the time they were dating and then we were in a wedding where they were both in the wedding and then now they're married and have kids so they don't come out as much anymore. But, um, they were like, you have these certain people that come to shows, like the regulars that you start to like build friendships with because you get excited when they walk in the door. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it's going to be a fun night because they're fun. Um, (laughs) the, the guy comes up to me and Rudy Gomez we did a wedding for their family and he comes up to us and we were, it was a private event, you know, so we were drinking a lot. They, the bride and groom kept just handing us beers, handing us beers, handing us beers. And I mean, we wouldn't want to be rude. Right. So (laughs) we're taking a break and he comes up to me and Rudy, he's like, how do you guys do what you do? Like, he's just paying us this beautiful compliment that we think is on our music. How do you do it? You just stand up there and you just sing and you've got all this air and you hit all these notes. When I'm at home and I'm playing rock band, I just burp in the microphone the whole time. (laughs) He could care less about how we stand it. He's like, but how do you do it and not burp? (laughs) It was so funny. (laughs) And and, and And that's how you build, you know, like... That's, that's how your followings really get going, you know. You meet how, people like that, you know. Yeah. People that you do you because know. a lot of these people are. Um, I mean, especially for midnight players, these people go back decades. It's not. It's not the the original fan that's at the show. It's a young twenty two year old that comes up and says, "You guys played at my grandma's quinceanera," and I'm like. <laughs> How old's your grandma? <laughs> you know, because think about it. You know, I mean, they've been around for, they've got to be pushing like 45 years of just being a band. Yeah. So it's kind of cool when you can build a, a history with people that are decades long or when you, when you get a phone call from somebody um, that's like, hey, I need to reserve a table. It's my mom's birthday and you're getting the kids who are all over 21 the mom who's celebrating her birthday, she's bringing her mom and her aunt or her dad. And it's, it takes like this really fun event. Like you're literally kicking it in a club with all your family. It's right. super fun. And you end up with like yeah. general, I mean, even with us, you know, now my kids, the majority of my kids, well, half of them are over 21 now. So it's not uncommon for my kids to be out there on the dance floor. And it's, it makes it that much. I mean, how long were you? Were you running around with, you know, doing sound for your dad? That's you know so cool. When I had, I had started, I was I was only 20. Yeah. So I wasn't even old enough to be in the club we were playing. We were playing at the 
Stony Inn. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't even old enough to be in there. Exactly. And, you know, by the time I quit, you know, I mean, the, my over my tenure for everything from yeah. you know, both bands, I was 15 years. Yeah. Or, you know, somewhere in there. I was, I was ready to be done. So now do you feel like when you go to like a, a gig or a, like as a guest or a bar, do you sometimes feel like, uh, I'm kind of over this? <laughs> you know what? Yes, very much it so. It changes your perspective. Very much so because my, that's all of my 20s were really. It was, and it was yeah. just gigging. Yeah. It was gigging, you know, weddings, quinceaneras, clubs, right. you know, bars that we were playing at, you know, because we had this run for like, I think it was probably a couple months. And it was alternating between Los Nopales and Old Sack at, yep. well, at the time. It's now it's some sports bar. Yeah. And the Stony Inn. And we were going there, like, we were alternating weekends. Yeah. So it was every weekend. Well, what are you doing? Oh, we're, we're and then there back was over the, there now. the Elk Grove Sports Bar. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I only played there a couple times, but I know before I joined, you guys played there a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, Harlow's was a regular spot. Mm -hmm. It, it was, it, it was a lot. It was busy. Yeah, and it was a lot, and so that, I think that kind of helped me move towards where I am now. You know, yeah. I get in the podcast. I was like, you know, this is great. I don't have to go anywhere. Right. I can record my stuff. I don't have to load in, load out. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I'm ready to go. And I mean, we could be sitting here in robes right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. You hey, know? drunk pod in robes. Hey. <laughs> yeah, hey, come as comfortable as you want. You know, bring your house slippers and all that stuff. So. Well, with that, Melissa, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. I do have to pay some bills because we have a new partner for my podcast. Yes. Um, it's uh, DVS Creations. Check it out. Uh, I gave some of the links on my Facebook page on Magoo's Lab. Check it out if you haven't checked it out already. Uh, DVS Creations on also on Instagram. She is going to be providing some cool stuff for the podcast, and we're going to be giving some away. I will share... On the on the Facebook page, how we're going to give it away because I haven't quite thought about it, so just bear with me while we while we gather all these things. But DVS Creations on Instagram and Facebook. So with that, Melissa, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. And I thank you so much again for coming in and you know sitting thank here. Thank you so shooting. much because my kids think I'm cool. Now. <laughs> hey, see, you've made it to the. <laughs> I made it. Not, to the you don't have to gig anymore. You just That's go right. sit somewhere and talk hey. with someone. You know. I mean. <laughs> Music goes on in quarantine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> quarantine, you know, it's, we're just going to have to, <laughs> we're just going to have to get some hazmat suits and, you know, eventually we'll get over it. You know? So thank you everybody for tuning in again to uh, Magoo's Lab. Today's guest was Melissa Corona. Pardon the last name. She's, it's not her fault. It's, <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming on. Peace out, everyone.